And if a judge approves it, I will notify you. So those files are very sensitive. You live in Queens, right? What's this about? Your auto insurance here says that you live in uh, New Jersey. <laughs> Wasn't that something? Close enough to commute to the city, yet far enough away for a drop in your insurance premium. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome back to Flick Flops, the podcast where we not so confidentially inform you if critically rotten films are worth a watch. As the terrible pun alludes to this week, we're discussing the 2023 film Confidential Informant starring Mel Gibson, Nick Stahl, Dominic Purcell, and Kate Bosworth. In the movie, Stahl and Purcell play narcotics agents. They talk to a confidential informant. Plans are made for reasons. Stuff happens in an attempt at a moral is wedged in at the end. But is this movie worth a watch? Or did the sentence above give you everything you need to know? Find out on this episode of Flick Flops. Episode and episode of Flick Flops. Thank you very much. (laughs) Well done, Gartholomew. Well done, my friend. (laughs) That was a mouthful. Listen, let's just cut to the chase on this bad boy. Let's jump right to the numbers. Ouchies. Yeah, I don't have any. (laughs) So... What I have uh, is uh, Rotten Tomatoes, which yeah. is our aggregator, as we always say, has this sitting currently with the critics at a whopping zero. Yep. The audience has it at 48. Yep. This is uh, considered in Rotten Tomatoes a flop. It's rotten. And one of these scores is dead on. <laughs> you know, it's interesting before you go further with anything <laughs> else. Um, the... The critics, there are 11 reviews. And the last time I checked before we actually watched this movie, there was one. So it's, <laughs> it's shot up a whole 10. In somewhere, like so. people have reviewed this thing yeah. like we're doing, right? Right. And then you've got the 48% audience score of fewer than 50 ratings. So, I mean, I don't know how you get numbers for this movie anyway. But just judging I, by that, I right. think we're among like a very... We're, we're a large percentage of the people that watch this movie, I think, is what I'm getting at. We, we need to get our, ourselves uh, as critics on the Rotten Tomatoes website so we can start putting our quick little quips in there. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't find any numbers as far as the budget or box office. I don't know if this might have been – was this release streaming? You know, I don't know um, Yeah, I don't the official know. release of it. Right. So I can't – I don't have those numbers. But when you look them up on all the uh, websites that we visit – there just aren't any numbers available. So um, maybe the studio itself is trying to act like this didn't happen themselves. I don't know. I I will uh, tell you when I went to go look it up today again, I didn't go directly into um, uh, typing it in and rotten tomatoes. I went off the list that we used originally to kind of take a look at what's considered rotten and, and I was like, I can't even find it on that list anymore. It's like it just disappeared from it. <laughs> our our own list dropped it. Like Gary, don't man, just don't do it, bro. <laughs> just don't do it. Listen, I'll, yourself. <laughs> must save you some time, man. Don't do it. <laughs> so, um, the, the the written and directed by Michael Oblowitz. Oblowitz. Um, he had two co-writers: a guy named Michael Haycheck and a guy someone named Brooke Nasser. I don't know if that's a guy or a girl. I'm assuming that's a girl, but I don't know. 
Right. So anyway, three people wrote this film. They might have needed three more if I had to be a gambling man. Uh, I looked up. Oh, shoot. Where is it at, Gary? We were looking at it earlier. Let me find his. <laughs> I, know. I looked. So here it is on Rotten Tomatoes. I've I've kind of. So as a writer, director, he Michael Oblowitz has not done anything of significant notice. I'm not I'm not dogging the guy out. I'm just saying there's nothing out there to find. I'm looking through this list of films of his, and I'll just rattle off like four, maybe five. Um, the first time we hear this guy is a movie called Tally Brown, New York. He was a cinematographer. Uh, King Blank, he did in 1983. There's zero. There's no rate, rankings on it at all. Uh, his highest rated film, uh, according to Rotten Tomatoes, is This World, Then the Fireworks. It was he was the director. It was it came out in 1997. It sits at 38 with the critics and 43 with the audience. That is his highest rated film. Was 43. Well, minus this one. This one's 48 with the, with the audience. Uh, the confidential informant. Yeah, What's but. Critic. He only that film only grossed nineteen thousand dollars. So I don't know if this guy. I mean, his bio says he does like avant-garde film work. He's from South Africa, so maybe he's not real known to us over here in America. You know, again, not trying to dog the guy out. I'm just saying these films are just not anything to write home about. You know. Yeah. But um, having said that, um, do you have anything you want to add to that before we jump into the next? Part of this, um, do you want to discuss any other reviews first, or do you well, want to do that? Let's do our reviews and then we'll okay. quote okay. the pros because we are definitely not pros at this, right? All right, so Absolutely. uh, we'll do that. Boom. Uh, I'll go first, Gary, if you don't mind. Go for it. I will sit this thing at um, I'm, I'm teetering here a little bit. Uh, I'll give it this. And, um, you know, again, our rankings are in the opposite of everyone else in the world. So you want low poop emojis or low toilet paper numbers. You you don't want five. You want one. You don't want want 4.5 poos, which is four and a half poos. Like this is the night out after Taco Bell and White Castle. This movie, um, I have one note for this film, Gary. Let me show you this here. Let me get my notepad down. It's up here on my little pedestal. My note, if you can see it. <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> it, you know, I'm not angry about the movie. It's, uh, it just, it's 88 minutes long and it felt way longer than that. It just yeah. kind of plods along. Uh, you give me a little heads up on it. You said, hey, if this is one you want to tap out on, don't be afraid to pull the trigger. And I was like, nah, man, I'll, I'll ride this film out. And it's it's not that it's bad. It just is. I've seen much better films, interesting films, and it just it drifts along and just plods. And finally, it's like, well, the credits are all like, OK, you know. That yeah. was it. I mean, I, I spent more time thinking about snacks I was going to eat during the film than actually watching the film. Let me throw this in here. I'm going to give you that I actually feel the same as far as the count. Four and a half TPs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's I people that would watch it. I just I would never recommend it. I'd never I recommend it to anybody. Yeah, me neither. And and the, So there's a couple points of the film like 
it's very easy to um, pick on it by its budget because it's very clear that it's low budget. There's a bar scene where you're like, that's clearly just a wall that somebody hung a neon sign on and put a couple benches so they could shoot this scene. It, but that's not a knock because there are good movies that are low budget. Absolutely. This is not one of them. Um, it's, it's almost like, I mean, the actors in it and you've got some good actors in it, but it's yeah. like, you can't do anything with terrible writing. I mean, you can't, polish a turd or whatever you know right it just it, Absolutely. it you feel almost bad for them but they they signed on to do it i don't know yeah, if i mean guys got dirt on them or if he, they made a good payday yeah. for whatever reason but I, you know I, I like mel gibson um uh bosworth is uh she's easy on the eyes there's no problem there uh what's the guy's name dominic um dominic purcell purcell from uh, prison break yeah good, good actors i mean there's, there's not a problem with that yeah, but the story—it's very slow paced, and it's just—you know—it's like uh, I don't know. And then some of the <clears throat> some of the stuff just didn't fly with me. The the whole how is it the internal affairs guy just getting all accusatory and stuff like right, you know, right. How long have you been sleeping with his wife? And I'm like, right. what? Where did that come from? And then Mel's like, he said what I was thinking, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's like it's so like he's gonna. Re- they want to record this in, interrogation type thing with a fellow cop. He's got his union up there, and he pulls out like a little Radio Shack tape recorder. He's like, "All right, we're yeah. on the record." I'm like, "What yeah. is this? This looks like a student film." Yeah, this looks like something you'd make as this is my resume to show that I do know how to make a film. I know how to hit start and record, and I know how to put a mic in the right place. So you can hear the dialogue, but don't judge my writing. Judge my cinematography. <laughs> Well, you know. yeah, and there's something to be said about that too. That it's not like that part's great either. But, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you're able to 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 do the different things. That might just be the people in those roles doing those jobs. Um, yeah, the the person behind the project. It just seems like it's. I don't know. I mean, when it starts off, it feels like it's going to go one way. And and then it when the actual kind of plot of the whole thing starts to play out. Yeah. First of all, it's kind of like. And that's real heavy handed. And then as, as the things happen, you're like, you know, like you were saying, this internal affairs guy comes in and it, it, it none, none of it seems logical the way all of that's pursued. I like, didn't why know would you was, even, like, why yeah. question it? Yeah. And I didn't know happened. he was internal affairs. It was like that, that you don't find that out until he's, he's asking questions. You're like, yeah. Oh, he's not a fellow cop. He's an internal. Oh shit. I didn't know that. Like some heads up yeah. in the detective squad room whatever and then by the end it all just kind of all of that buildup amounts to basically nothing right yeah the payoff is uh is nothing it's like huh (laughs) it's kind of like oh well we we could have just pretended all of this really just didn't happen because like yeah that that's well that's an ending yeah there you go (laughs) so in full credits it'd be like our writing exercise gary if we had done a writing exercise uh, that that would be what we would have done. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you can quote me on it. My my review is meh. Quote right. me. Andy Parker said it. Uh, now, I'll go with uh, I'll do do my critic. Uh, once again, I'm I'm quoting the uh, Hope Madden is a critic out of uh, Columbus, Ohio, and I've I've met Hope more than once. Uh, she does a podcast called The Screening Room. Her and her uh, husband, anyway. 
Her review is, and I agree with her, dubious twist on a familiar tale delivers more yawns than excitement. <laughs> and I think that's about spot on for, for how I feel about this film. So I'll give you mine. Mine is from somebody named Julian Roman. And his, I can't, I don't remember if I saw if it was a guy or a girl, but um, yeah. confidential informant doesn't craft a compelling narrative to support its cause. Shoddy camera work, murky lighting, and a grading score, which I did want to mention the score. A grading score hinder what could have been impactful. A puzzling climax also makes little sense after a long buildup. Yeah. Pretty it's, much. It's, yeah. Um, it, it just at the end, you're kind of like, yeah, it's why? kind of a nothing burger. Like, what the yeah. hell was this yeah. even made for? Um, I do want to mention the score because I, yes. I, I forgot as I was watching it, I kept thinking, um, it almost feels like a commercial because of the way the music is it, like so prevalent in yeah. there. There's a lot of songs that are played in the background during a lot of scenes and you never realize how much you can, you appreciate an actual score of a film until you see stuff like this, where it just feels like, I don't know, just, we got to pick out some, some, um, like urban music to throw in here. And then this has got to be like a stripper song to go into here. Right. Gotta, it just doesn't feel like, um, like there's just, any cohesiveness to any of that. It's like, there's no thought to the fact that, you know, the soundscape is part of the film. It's part of the adventure. It's part of the experience. Yeah. The, the, the direction. And, uh, you know, real quick, you touched on something. You talked about low budget, um, the strip club, which was basically a neon sign hung outside of a door. <laughs> And uh, basically just the one guy. Yeah. Always just the one guy and the one girl. Yeah. Same bathing suit that she was wearing both times she was in the club. And no other patrons whatsoever. Not no. not another soul in the strip club. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because <laughs> I've been to a strip club in my life more than once, and uh, I was never the only guy there. <laughs> never. Yeah, that that was kind of weird too. It, the, all of the scenes kind of felt that way. Very small, like the, the very yeah. um, claustrophobic. A lot of the scenes. Yeah, I mean, you could have easily got a handful of guys to sit in a room while a girl took her clothes off, probably for free. You probably wouldn't even had to pay them. Like, I'm, I'm in. I have the Turn feeling the that other than the one, maybe two outside shots in the movie, I have the feeling all of this was on the same sound stage in just different sections of the sound stage. You know, You're what probably I mean? right. It yeah, feel, has that kind right. of feel. Um, yeah. So, okay. yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, that's all I have for that. I would like to say um, before we go out that you like this kind of film. You want to see something. I know that Jeff is hating that right now. Uh, watch this instead. So as I was looking this movie up and, and like i said i had to go back and type it back in because i was like it didn't come up in the list that i had it disappeared a few a few movies popped up as i was going through it and i was going to say not to be confused with the informant with matt damon yeah <laughs> um or la confidential um good movie but one of the movies that did show up in my search i'm just going to change my background for those yeah. viewers um and I want to know what you what you compare. I mean, nothing even jumped to my mind. Oh, nothing compares. I mean, this it's not like it compares to this. Informa. Um, <laughs> there's a movie called Informer. It was out in 2019. 
Um, it has uh, Joel Kinnaman, Rosamund Pike, Clive Owen, and Flick Flops alum, Common, and Anna de Armas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate that. Um, alum. Oh, God. Uh, oh, uh, I wasn't ready for that one. This movie? Um, good movie, man. I, I give this a recommendation. If, if you want a crime thriller kind of uh, uh, movie that's got kind of an informant situation going on, <laughs> um way better film it's a way better film and i and if you haven't seen that andy you should watch it it's a good yeah um okay hey i got another thought real quick came to me yeah going back to the movie so the guy uh the one the ia guy wants the uh the ci's file the confidential informant's file right and of course they can't do that until he digs up this really bad dirt on the one cop Oh, so your car is insured in New Jersey, huh? <laughs> Hate to see that get out. She's like, fine, the file's over there. I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Giving up his name could risk the informant's life. I forgot that, that, that there's there's some laugh out loud moments that aren't hold on. To be laugh out loud. <laughs> I did a little research here, lady. <laughs> Seems like uh, you paid your dental bill a little late. <laughs> So okay, you got me. Look, I, I'm just saying. Where's that file again? Because I'll let people, I'll let your creditors know. I'll drop your credit score down. I mean, it'll happen. I'm just, I, I can't control these things. I mean, I can, two, but I two maybe three points. You're gonna. The world's it. an imperfect place, man. That's. And I was like, and I said that I was like, come the fuck on. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, judges will order people in court to turn over names and like, no, I'll go to jail. I'll right. go to jail before I give up to you my informer's name. This one. Um, I will tell people that your car is insured in New Jersey. So I am. Um, I saw you run that. that. Saw you run that stop sign last night. See it fall into the wrong hands. I'm just saying. And she's like, "Fine." It's like you're yeah. the worst cop ever. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yeah. Anyway, that's I all I got. We've we've talked uh, 15 minutes too long or 18 minutes. I, into I this can't show. believe we spent this much time on it. Um. <laughs> Yeah. All right. That's it, guys. Um, join us next time on another episode of Flick Flops. Gary, take me away. I'm not doing it. You're doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna do it for over.